Video production for e-commerce. E-commerce. It's an entirely different world. We're on a mission mission. to rid the world of bad video. Bye-bye. This is the DV Show. Target in range. Bad video sucks. Welcome to another edition of the DV Show podcast. My name is Brian. I actually should really say themed edition of the podcast because we are getting into my favorite topic on this episode, e-commerce video production. It's an entirely different creative and business process before any video can perform successfully. Because every e-commerce platform is different, the audience you're selling the product to and creating the video for is different, there are formats to think about, specific lengths to adhere to, social media platforms to think about, search engine optimization, the list goes on. So on this edition of the DV Show podcast, we have two product video production experts from ResultsImagery.com joining us in the studio. We have some listener questions on tap to answer and learn from with our social audience ready to chime in with feedback and advice. And I cannot wait to tell you what is in the download vault this week. Some really cool free stuff you can use to get those product videos produced faster and without hassle. I'll tell you what they are later in the show. But for now, let's get started with the first listener question coming from Mark. I'm about to create a product video for a shoe brand but can't decide on a color for the background. I like white, but I hear many producers are using green screen, so the color can be adjusted and changed anytime. What is the popular choice overall and why? Great question, Mark. Green screen is actually harder to pull off than many people think. And when done badly, it just makes everything look really cheap. You want to be careful when you do a product video using green screen. So pick your color ahead of time based on the branding and what the product itself looks like and grab a colored or white backdrop instead. Now, personally, for me, I stick with white. You'd reduce green screen color cast on the product. And if there's not too much white on the product itself or you're good with masking, you can do a Luma mat and knock the white out. So if your product not reflective, if it's not translucent, do you have the skills and equipment to light your object in a way there is no green screen color cast? That's the question you need to ask yourself. If so, go with green screen. Otherwise, go with a solid color, which is highly recommended. And it doesn't have to be white. If you get a neutral gray, you can color that with colored gels on the background lighting. All right, James, James's question is next. I own a small video production company and am thinking about tapping into the Shopify store owner market to see if they need any videos. Am I going in too deep? Is the production process different? Any advice appreciated. Thanks. We invited Kyle Nelson and Eli Libby from ResultsImagery.com. Now, these guys have a company, their full-time video production, who specializes in bringing products to life with video. They build brands online with product photos and videos optimized for conversion, optimized 
for conversion. I want to stress that. They've been very busy producing product videos for clients during COVID and have the different production process down to a science. So pre-COVID, people shopped more with their hands. They were physically able to touch things. And through COVID, during the more serious lockdowns, people really started shopping with their eyes even more. So they need to be able to see all the features, the showcase, that human element that gets that that heartstring pulled um, all in a video format. Photo can only take you so long with your listing or your ads. People want to be able to connect on a different level with a product. And it, it really helps people. It helps companies with the conversion even more now um, rather than hoping someone sees it on you know, a shelf somewhere at Walmart or Target. Now it's, it's hitting them hard with ad campaigns, hitting them with the listings when they're shopping. And whoever has the strongest videos typically right now are really doing very well. Yeah. And Brian, to add a little bit more to that is um, the barriers to entry to get into e-commerce today are so low. It's really uh, pretty affordable to be able to go out, source your own product, bring it to market, list it on Amazon. They're going to take their percentage and you're going to try and sell. The biggest thing is trying to create differentiation and build credibility within your brand. Mm -hmm. Video is one of the best ways to do that. There's so much competition out there for... um, Insulated water bottles. Let's take that as a great example. Everybody sells a double-walled stainless steel insulated growler. But how do you differentiate yourself and create a brand presence that is going across an omni-channel experience between Amazon, social, Google, their website? Creating a brand through video has been super powerful. And it helps you with market segmentation too. It 100% does. Who you going after, that video is going to speak directly to one market specifically, not to everybody. Mm -hmm. That video of you with the canteen out on a trail, you know, after three miles is not going to talk to the mom with, I just had a baby (laughs) that needs some hydration because they're breastfeeding. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like totally separate market segmentations and video is what helps people do that. Um, yeah, so this yeah, this is awesome. That's awesome. We're, we're hearing I mean, it every single day from clients. Uh, the video is more important. They're getting better conversions. They're getting better CTR, and it's it's cool to be a part of you know the journey of a lot of these companies to really yeah. help them grow in this crazy e-commerce time. Yeah. So I love video professionals who are using key keywords like CTR, you know, conversions. This we're was uh, unheard of back in the day. You know, just on regular broadcast TV. Yeah. When I have social media, and it's a little bit more complicated, a little bit more detailed. And it's only, it's not just creating a video and slapping it up on, on social media and hoping people come in. There's a lot more behind it that you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we go ahead. No, I was just, you you don't want to say something. No, you you hit it on the head. There's a lot of people out there that are creatives that create amazing videos, but if you don't know how to, what the consumer is looking for Mm -hmm. before you turn the camera on, you're going to create some video. Like you said, you're going to slap it up on social media. It's going to be cinematic but it might not be speaking to your audience. And you need to be able to identify all of those key factors and KPIs that you're trying to hit prior to even turning the, light, the camera on. And we Ooh, agree that. I like that you said that because I was just pulling out some snip, snippets from a, from a previous interview. And it, 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 that's the way you do it now. You kind of just, you don't pull out your camera and you don't have a you know, shot list. You don't have a storyboard. Now, the first thing you got to do is check for keywords yeah. and look for the audience that, you know, like you said, like bottles or canteens. Look for the audience, look for the keywords that people are using so you can create these videos so, so the conversions get are higher and you can have your clients uh, you know, sell more product. So it's way more advanced now. Now, is yeah. this secret within the, within the market right now? Is this like video oh. professionals? Do all video professionals know this? 
well, I mean, we can't go too deep. <laughs> no, um, I think I think our pre-production process and the process on how we produce videos mm-hmm. is different. We work um, from the end and then work backwards. So we ask, we do brand discovery and we ask, what is your end goal? What is this video doing for your brand? Is this to do brand awareness? Is this to drive more leads? Is this a 15 second video or is this a brand video? Like yeah. what are we trying to do here with this video? And then let's work backwards and create the shot list and create the right locations and models and di- variations of product that you want to use. And then we can decide how we're going to do this video. A lot of times people come to us with this idea of a video, but we kind of slow them down and say, okay, what is your end goal? What is it you're trying to do with this video? And then usually the whole conversation starts changing. Well, maybe you guys are right. Maybe we should do this. You know, And, and the nice part is our team is filled with marketers. We're not just video producers. We're not just uh, photographers. We're trying to build a team of people that have experience in marketing, entrepreneurship, um, and have kind of a level playing field when we're speaking to another business owner so they understand the context of you know what this video needs to do for someone. Mm-hmm. I think um, what, what um, in the industry... Uh, do you know? Are you familiar with Zappos, the yes. shoe brand? So they they pride themselves as a customer service company that right. sells shoes. Uh, if you spin that on us, we are an e-commerce company that sells media. We're right. an e-commerce company of creative. So the root and the foundation of the company is built on e-commerce. Understanding how um, you know, even from like a psychological level, what colors are going to appeal to that market, and then we and then we apply the creative layer. Mm-hmm. So. Wow, this is like music to my ears, man. I can't stop smiling with what you guys are talking about. Because <laughs> all too many video professionals no. don't get the marketing and the business side. No. You know, we're a bunch of creatives. And as far as the marketing and business side, we don't we don't have a clue. What are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. It's important. We don't have a clue. So you guys are like killing it from that pre so the pre-production requires not only, you know, shot lists and storyboards like we mentioned, but you're talking about finding out about the audience, metrics, demographics. That's yeah. cool stuff. So give us some an idea of what kind of tools you guys use <laughs> to do that. Give us uh, some uh, insight into your secrets. Yeah. So the secret, open up the recipe book. So we've got... Uh, <laughs> you guys are looking at yourself like, oh, I don't know. Let's You're looking at each other like, that. what the hell yeah. kind of question is that? Yeah, yeah Kyle, you tell them. You tell them. <laughs> um, a, a big part of it is uh, uh, using survey tools right. to send them forms to lay the foundation to the pre-production. So... What we try and do in these surveys and these forms, there's so many different tools out there, is to gather the information from the client and let them try and paint the picture of what they have in mind. Right. The hardest part about being a creative is to match their vision for their their baby project, which is going to be insulated water bottles in our podcast. And they have a vision in their head and we have a vision. So to be able to pair those visions is very difficult. And very, when you yeah. send them the final deliverables, like, eh, that not that was not what I had in my head. So backtracking <laughs> to that, we solved the problem by building these forms, getting as much information, detailed information from them. When we talk photography, we get a per photo rate, per photo idea from them, breaking everything down. So from a video standpoint, very similar. Shot for shot almost. Yeah. What do you see? What do you like? Competitors you like, style you like. Yeah. In our space, there's there's no there's no time to 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 waste time in, in video and photo. Kyle and Eli, thanks for coming on the DV Show podcast to answer James's question. Now, if you want to watch this entire interview and get into the nitty-gritty of our conversation outside of this podcast, 
We actually have an entire 30-minute video interview chock full of awesome information, insider stuff from people who are neck deep in product video production. They have (laughs) all the information ready to consume and learn. It will really get you up and running, James, in no time. Check it out on thedvshow.com. Thanks for your question. Stephanie has the next question. What do you use to edit short product videos? I need a tool to create 200 short product videos for clients on Etsy and also need to do streaming at some point. What advice can you give? Stephanie, each month I hold a live webinar called Create Etsy Product Videos That Sell. You might want to check it out at thedvshow.com. Just visit our website and click on that workshop button and you'll find that workshop there for more details. It really gets into detail on uh, how to create a video that actually works for your Etsy products. Many people come to this every single month and you're invited, so come on along. Now, there is a specific product for Etsy shop owners in mind. It has tons of features. It's from veed.io. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. That's veed.io. It provides everything an Etsy shop owner needs for video production and shop management. I think they have an agency account. I, again, I'll put the link to that in the show notes so you can check it out. Now, there are some easy-to-use online video editing tools to go specifically into your question. Each of these have their pros and cons, and I mention this on this webinar every single month. Canva is at top of the list. Number two is Adobe Spark. And as we go down the list, Capwing is recommended, Animoto, and FlexClip. Now, all of these have different levels of expertise and a learning curve. Some are easier to use than others, and there are subtle differences in the editor, the integrations, advanced options. But again, I'm not here to compare. I'll put links to those so you can check it out in the show notes of this podcast. Now, as for going live, there will be a link in the show notes again that I'm going to put in there because this is an entirely new topic and way more information that this podcast can contain. And so I'm going to tell you that it is super easy with many choices depending on what platform you want to go live on. So I'm going to put a link again in the show notes specifically for you so you can take a look at it. Stumped, need advice, or just looking for tips and techniques related to digital video? Visit thedvshow.com. Opening the Download Vault now. Oh, I love the Download Vault. This is where we give you links to free software, cool tools, amazing discounts, and it's all exclusively for you, the DV Show listener. Every product, service, or software we mention is handpicked and guaranteed to make your video production workflow easier and even faster. Again, these links and deals are only for you, but you have to sign up on the dvshow.com to get the goods, get your free key on our website. Click that vault button on the dvshow.com. As always, we have two cool tools today. And wow, ViewWorks. This is a video player that allows you to capture leads with video and increase customer engagement using perks. This is a really cool product. It enables you to improve your video marketing results by rewarding users with perks as a thank you for watching. 
So as soon as they watch your video, not only are you collecting retention points, but in the end of the video, they get a prize. The solution turns your videos into interactive widgets to publish, share, and measure. And this builds awareness, education, lead generation, conversions, you name it. Anyway, it increases video engagement. Really, really cool tool. If you're you're creating product videos, I would use this player on your website. All right, another cool tool that we have is called Kiwio. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that properly. This is another cool tool. If you're creating product videos, you want a call to action where the customer can actually engage. Kiwio is for you. This is an interactive video platform that raises engagement, raises conversions, and has all the tools you need to scale your business with video. You embed the video on your website. You can capture emails. You can capture customer information. It goes to your CRM system. You can collect leads right from your videos. Forms, convert them to viewers with in-video call-to-action buttons. I mean, the list goes on with Kiwio. Video marketing on steroids, another great player. Fully interactive videos with video funnels. Now, both of these tools are absolutely free, and here's how you can get them. Ready to make your video production workflow faster and easier? Get access to these time-saving products and services on the dvshow.com's website, where you will find special links, free downloads, and special discounts on all of the great tools we mention on this podcast. Go to our website to create your own free account to learn more. Go to the dvshow.com for more details. Having a product video on Amazon can seriously make or break a sale. A great video is a game-changing addition that will give your product a competitive edge in a crowded e-commerce marketplace. A bad video hurts your business's reputation, scars your brand, decreases sales, and is flat-out embarrassing to watch. The door is fully open for sellers to put great videos on their listing, but Amazon doesn't make it very easy. There are a few hoops to jump through, fine print to read, and levels to reach. Get in the know and ahead of the competition with the dvshow.com's newest webinar, Create Amazon Product Videos That Sell and Convert. This live interactive webinar will answer your questions on the fly and teach you what it takes to create professional, engaging video Amazon loves in less time. This is an opportunity you can't ignore. Two years ago, a crack film unit was sent walking by a major studio for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly purchased their own equipment, escaped from a 9-to-5 job, and fled into the indie underground. Today, wanted by TV networks across the globe, they survive by answering questions on video production issues. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can call The TV Show. Wow, lots of things going on here at thedvshow.com. Etsy product videos, Amazon product videos. These workshops are amazing, and I highly recommend that you check them out. Now, we offer these workshops because we are on a mission to rid the world of bad video, which is more than just video that looks and sounds bad. It's video that's not strategically placed, it doesn't speak to your audience, it doesn't get results. It doesn't show a return on investment. Bad video doesn't generate leads. It has little views. So when you visit our website and checking out the tips, heading into the download vault, watching our video series, we're offering so much to accomplish our mission. So go ahead and check it out to see the goodies. 
And we're also on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram, offering even more tricks and techniques when it comes to video production. Okay, let's get into Yan's question. I am working with a pet supply company and ready to produce videos for their new line of diet dog food. They quoted me $3,000 for producing and editing a 30-second ad. This is being shot in 4K. There are models involved, a set, and they seem to have high expectations. The previous videos produced look like tens of hours went into production. Is this a good price? Should I ask for more? Should I beware and walk? So again, that would really depend on the project. Filmmakers can't really make a one-price-fits-all sheet. There's a lot of variables involved. I mean, $2,500, that allows us to hire actors, camera operators, models, editors. And this is for one day, which means the content is usually short, shot at one location, and able to be edited in a day by an editor. The production also has to pay for media storage, expendables, meals, transport for everyone included, and we haven't got into art direction, set design, and location costs. (laughs) But it does sound like you have to be aware of this. It seems like they've had video professionals before you that produced content for them, and then they were pretty much a flash in the pan, so I would be aware. But I am just going to get into the question of cost. And to answer that better, we designed a handy-dandy video production cost calculator for a quick answer to this question, where you can actually figure it out yourself, and it really gets into the details more than what I can get to on this podcast. It covers every level of pricing and what you need to consider, from low cost to mid-range to high-end. It's all right there in our handy-dandy video production cost calculator, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes of this podcast. Thanks for your question. All right, Jennifer. I'm a communication student who is becoming very interested in video production. Creating product videos for a living seems like a career I would really be excited about. How do you get started? Where do I begin? Looking for advice. Thank you for a great podcast. I always love this question, Jen. So let's pop your question into the videographers group I'm a part of on one of the best social audio apps out there. Now, these are a group of seasoned professionals that are more than experienced. They've done many years in this, and they are more than experienced to tell us how they got started. So let's start with Steve. Do you want to start it off with some advice for Jen? Run the opposite direction. (laughs) Yeah, I always tell people don't do it. But uh, no, uh, honestly, it really kind of depends on where what their market is, uh, where they're at. Um, and really what they want to, if they have a direction, uh, so if they're like really dedicated to be uh, in camera department, uh, if they're really interested, interested in sound, uh, then, you know, going to, going to your local community college or something like that might be worth kind of, uh, kind of figuring it out and just kind of taking a couple classes. Um, but uh, majority of it's all networking. You know, if you, if they really know what they want to do, just like go and find other people in your local market and, and, uh, try to talk with them and try to have them, uh, like show you around a little bit. I, uh, I recommend if they're wanting to be in camera departments, this is kind of camera centric room. You know, I always, I always tell them, go to your local rental house, uh, and talk to, 
all the all the people there get uh, get familiar with your uh, with everybody that works there. And a lot of times, you know, like myself and all other DPs locally um, that are in the professional realm, generally end up at the local rental house and just like introduce yourself and say, "Hey, you know, I'm so and so, and you know, I'm interested in you know being in camera department." Um, and a lot of the times we'll, we'll, sh- you know, help teach or, you know, maybe we have a job that has a, um, that doesn't have a budget or something like that, that, you know, we could k- pull on a, a camera PA or something like that. Um, if you don't, uh, the people that generally don't have a direction, they're just, they want to be in the film industry, you know, being a PA is not a, a bad idea. Um, just kind of be careful on getting stuck there. Um, and then also, I think that's really where college, like going to college and and kind of mussing around uh, and trying to figure out like what department you really want to be in. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's, that's solid. I would say there's like, there's three paths, right? Really? You can start working because you know somebody or you just get to the rental house route, which is awesome. There's the path of being educated in networking in that realm, like in a film school, a high profile one, or there's the thing that's really emerged, which is super cool that you can just go start doing it, you know? And I think those three routes, the thing I always start with when people, cause I get that question, like, oh, I want to do this. I ask them why they want to be a filmmaker and, and what do they see themselves doing? Because it's so wide as this room demonstrates, you know, like we've got people that are making killer livings, just doing corporate videos, super happy doing that, doing a great job with it, delivering really good product for businesses that maybe didn't even didn't know they could use video. There's people that have had a long storied career like Charles. There's people like me that were on that track and changed paths, but are still making content, you know, like there's so many ways to go. And the thing that really frustrates me is when someone doesn't have the answer to why. Chris has our next question. Any legal issues using stock footage actors as characters in a product video? Is this acceptable to do with a Creative Commons license? Would this be using the likeness of a person to endorse a product? Now, the trouble you run into, Chris, is that even if the footage is labeled as Creative Commons, whoever is publishing the final work is responsible for having a consent form from recognizable talent in the footage. And if the stock footage was uploaded by someone who didn't get that and can't provide it, you've got no way of knowing for sure, which means that the talent might decide to sue for usage rights to their likeness. And you'd be in the clear, but the client would be on the hook. So I'm not saying you absolutely can't do this because that footage might be free and clear, but I'd advise against it and instead strongly suggest making a point using a reputable stock footage service and paying to get a proper license for the clips and images. Cover your rear end. I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving you legal advice, but this is what's standard in the industry. Cover your butt. Get reputable stock footage. Creative Commons has several levels. Most of the ones that fall into the semi-public domain include the requirement for attribution. Of course, you have to do that. And this probably falls into their responsibility. That really is great using Creative Commons, but it's a client project. It's going to be on them. I'd have someone like a lawyer draft something that they're willing to accept since they're not paying for the footage and any mistakes are their liability, not 
yours. Again, this is a legal thing. I would stay away from Creative Commons because at any time, even though it's free content, at any time that license can change and then you're stuck with the content with that was free, but now in the future could be not free anymore. So now you're stuck. So again, go with a reputable stock footage service, pay the fee. It's a legal thing and uh, avoid getting into any legal problems at all cost. Or just consider using an animated character. Have someone create a, a fake person for you. Well, that does it for another edition of the DV Show podcast. Keep in mind, this podcast is powered by you, the listener. Video production is not for everyone. It can easily become overwhelming, time-consuming, intimidating, and technical when all you want to do is create a video that works for you. The options are daunting, and that's why we're here. Now, if you haven't visited our website this week, take a look. Always keep in touch with us at thedvshow.com. You can get in touch with us on social media like Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, LinkedIn. And we will see you next week. Keep your questions coming in. Video production just got easier. The DV Show. Serious about creating better video? You're in the right place. Subscribe to our free online coaching service and expand your learning beyond our popular podcast.